Hello, my unravelers, and welcome back to the Unraveled Thoughts podcast with Hannah Goldberg. Today, we are going to be doing a book club episode called Unraveling Evelyn Hugo. I have read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and we are going to do it book club style because in the back of the book, um, we have a bunch of little questions that you can ask yourself or if you're in a book club, the book club. And so we're going to do those questions and then I am going to do my overall on everything, like what I think about it, my writing, my favorite character, etc. We'll get into our weekly favorites and yeah, that's today's episode. So uh, let's get into it. So let's start talking about Evelyn Hugo. In the back of the book, there's a little section with a bunch of questions you can ask if you're at a book club. So that's what we're going to do. I'm looking at the seven question, the second question, and it says, of the husbands, who was your favorite and why? And who surprised you the most? So my favorite husband was Harry Cameron. Because he's so nice, first of all. He's so sweet. He does anything and everything for Evelyn, which I don't know if that's good for him or bad for him. I'm still debating about how I feel about Evelyn because she's a bit confusing. But I think he was my favorite husband. And also, I think it was so cute how the four of them helped each other. And I don't know. I just he was a great husband, even though they weren't really together. Um, and the husband that surprised me the most, mm, 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 I was surprised that she was uh, married to the director, the French one, Max something. I can't, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but I was surprised that they were together. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm looking at the fourth question now. On page 146, Monique says, I have I have to Evelyn Hugo. Evelyn Hugo, what does Evelyn Hugo mean? Can you think of a time when you might be tempted to Evelyn Hugo? Okay, I feel like I don't, I mean, I guess everybody can interpret interpret what Evelyn Hugo means to them, but I feel like it's like lying and like using you to use people to get places. And a time that I would Evelyn when you might be tempted to Evelyn Hugo. Huh. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I would ever Evelyn Hugo, but I think if I would, it would probably to like get into something, like to get into like a club that I want to get into, like no, not that kind of club, like a an elective club, or like to get into a school or to get into a job. I feel like that's when I would Evelyn Hugo. Um. Did you trust Evelyn to be a reliable narrator as you were reading? Why or why not? Did your opinion change on this by the conclusion? And if so, why? Okay, at first I honestly trusted Evelyn. I thought she was a good person. But mm, as the story unfolded, I was like, "Mm, I want to hear the other people's sides because this girl seems pretty crazy. 
Okay, um, what role do the news, tabloid, and blog articles interspense throughout the book serve as narratives? What, if anything, do we learn about Evelyn's relationship with to the outside world from them? Um, I feel like they serve a very important role. The I honestly I really like those. That was one of my favorite part of the books, having like those little news articles or little blog articles, because it would like give you a new perspective, besides for Evelyn's, because, you know, like there's so many sides to one story, and it was just an interesting thing to see. Even though most of the tabloids and stuff were like. They didn't really do much because they were all lying and Evelyn was lying to the outside world. And I feel like what that says about Evelyn's relationship to the outside world is that she's like trying to be very private. But at the same time, she's not so private. I don't know. She's very complicated to crack. Honestly, I cannot. (laughs) I cannot. I feel like her relationship with to the outside world it seems like th- they have an on and off relationship because like one day the tabloids are like i love you i love you the next day they're like i hate you so mm, i guess that's how it's gonna be um on page 53 evelyn using evelyn uses the saying all's well that ends well as part of her explanation for not regretting her actions do you think evelyn believes this i don't know i i don't think she believes it i think that she just wants closure and she just wants to sum it up um and using examples from later in her life discuss why or why not how do you think the ideas this idea relates to similar but more negatively associative phrase the ends justify the means honestly i think mm, i think she just wanted to get over with her life and she was trying to tell this story as fast as possible and she was like all's well that ends well let's move on let's move on you know um evelyn offers some firm words of wisdom throughout her recounting of her life such as be wary of men with something to prove never let anyone make you feel ordinary and it is okay to gravel for something you really want what's your favorite piece of of advice from evelyn were there any um assertions you strongly disagreed with um okay I really liked the be wary with of men with something to prove because, I don't know, it seems like good advice. Plus, like, men suck, so we love a feminist. <laughs> it's not exactly how feminism goes, but... <laughs> um, and then I disagree with the it's okay to like struggle for something you really want because like she doesn't mean like struggling like how you're naturally gonna struggle she means like bribing i think and i don't think that's okay i don't know it just it doesn't go along with my moral stuff um what else several times evelyn mentions having cosmetic surgery What was your reaction to this? How do these decisions jibe with the value system and 
an ethical code she seems to live by. Why do you think Evelyn continued to dye her hair at the end of her life? Okay, I know that she mentions plastic surgery a lot, and I was just like, duh. Like, she, this girl's a celebrity. Celebrities nowadays usually have pla- uh, plastic surgery. I was not shocked at all. I, honestly, I was expecting it, and I was surprised that she didn't talk more, honestly, about her breast about her plastic surgery so um and i feel like her ethical code i I don't even know if this girl has one okay like (laughs) she crazy but um i feel like she just thinks that the way you look can get you what you want and i mean i guess it can but I don't know. I feel like she should work for it instead of just using her body as, like, bribe money almost. Um, and, uh, why do I think that she continues to dye her hair at the end of her life? Because of that ethical code. She just wants to look pretty forever and ever. And I just, I don't know. I don't jibe with it. Let's be, I'm just gonna be honest here, you know? Um, review the scenes on pages 198 and, and 345 in which Evelyn relays memories of, con- of conversing in Spanish after years without speaking it. Discuss the role language plays in understanding who she is. Um, in what ways does her relationship to her Cuban identity parallel her experiences with her sexuality and when... In, and in what ways does it differ? Okay, I feel like in the beginning, um, when she thought that she was straight, most of the time she was just, she ignored, like, all of her, um, ethn- uh, her Cuban, she ignored her whole Cuban identity and, like, pretty much forgot about it. I feel like once Celia started coming in and out and in and out, she started to like feel a little i guess less comfortable with like pretending that she's just a regular american gal you know and i think that she i really i think that once she was like fully once she fully had closure with celia like remember when they got married in her bed i feel like that's when she that's when the seed got planted in her head to start, like, learning more Spanish again and becoming more connected with her roots. So, I don't know. That's how I think it is. If you could meet and interview one celebrity at the end of their life, who would it be and what would you ask them? Ooh, this is hard. What one celebrity? Like, someone with a very interesting life, but I'm trying to think who. Who? Huh. I don't know. I can't decide on a celebrity, but what would I ask them? I would ask them for, like, advice, you know? Because if they're, like, that old, they probably have lots of advice. One thing that I always have is, like, whenever I have a problem, always ask someone older than you for advice because people older than you have lived longer and they have great advice. So, I don't know. I would just ask them for life advice. But, okay, either way... That closes up our little book club sesh. Alright, welcome to the overall section. I'm just calling it overall because we're 
reviewing the book overall. Um, okay, my rating for this book is an 8 out of 10 because some things did made me feel a little awkward and I didn't really like them just like a bunch of the husbands I really didn't like um and I also at some parts it got a little hard to read so I gave it an 8 out of 10 although it's a really great book and I really do recommend it um but you should uh search up the um the uh, trigger warnings for it because it does have quite a few um, the readability is 9 out of 10. Again, like, there was some dry parts, but it was really easy to read. Like, I kept on going. Like, I literally finished this in a week, which is usually, like, my happy place for finishing books, and it's great. Okay, book sleepability, I did 6 out of 10, because at some points, what I mean by book sleepability is, like, are you able to read this before you go to sleep? And, like, yes, at some points you are, but at some points you just don't want to be reading about that right before you go to bed and, like, calm down for the night. So it's a 6 out of 10. My favorite character, I think this is very obvious, this was also my favorite husband, Harry Cameron. He's so sweet. He's so nice. I'm just, like, he gives that, like, grandfather vibe, and I don't know why I kept on imagining him as an old man. I don't know if he's written to be an old man, but that's how I imagine him, and he was just, like, the picture that I made for his face in my head. It just looked like a sweet little grandpa, so (laughs) that's why he's my favorite character. I think he was also just the sweetest and the nicest and one of the most selfless characters, um Evelyn tripped me up but I love I love Harry okay um all right yeah it's time for weekly favorites okay weekly favorites this is my favorite part of the week I bet this is your favorite part of the week it really wraps up my week because I really like recording these episodes on like Fridays so we are wrapping up the week and I've also got um I didn't mention this earlier in the episode but I've got my drink of choice today is a little cold brew coffee and it is so yummy okay either way um let's get into our weekly favorites um okay I started watching The Good Place a friend recommended it to me I love it. The Good Place, it's such a good show. It takes my brain off of life. It makes me laugh. The twist um, at the end of season one is so fun. And I literally, literally have watched a full season. I mean, it's not that hard. I think there was only like 10 episodes, but I literally watched the full season in a week. Um, It's so good. Definitely, I recommend it. Okay, I'm in my sewing era. Like... I wanted to shorten sleeves on a dress that I have, took out my little needle and thread, did a little hand sewing job. I wanted to, I had a little rip in a skirt and it was just really bad because you could see stuff that I don't want people to be seeing. So I sewed it up. I had pants that were too long, cut, cut, sew, sew. I'm in my sewing era. It's a vibe because it's, it's easy you just like have to take out your little needle you'll look your little thread a couple bit of scissors chop chop snip snip snow so so and then you try it on and then you feel so proud of yourself because you're like yes 
sewing era okay i've been wearing pretty much no makeup the whole week i don't know i just haven't been in the makeup vibe recently and like my skin i feel like has had too much makeup on it it was just so nice to just like do my skincare and not have anything caked onto my face even though when i wear makeup daily it's very basic like a little bit of concealer maybe a bit of mascara and some lip gloss but i don't know still couldn't do even my basic makeup i am in my school era i've been going to school every single day and i am so proud of myself um i never thought that i would be able to say that i'm in my school era but shout out to my therapist for helping me get into my school era because i wasn't gonna get here by myself um but look i'm not saying that it's easy now for me to go to school it's still hard as ever but you know i just have a couple little tactics maybe i will do an episode about tips for school because i have a couple little tactics for getting through the rest of the year even though it's not that much and getting through just school in general um like for example i like to um think about what i'm gonna do after school while i'm in school so that i can be like i want to have a dance party when i get home i can be like i want to bake something when i get home i want to start a new book when i get home you know i want to make an outfit i want to sew this up you know like it's fun okay um socializing we're in my social butterfly era i just keep on saying that everything is an era because well i'm in gen z and that's what we like to do pretty much anyone who's obsessed with tiktok likes to do that actually though um (laughs) and i've been getting such deep sleep recently it's a weekly favorite because we love deep sleep although sometimes it's a little bad because then i will walk into school after having deep a lot like a deep sleep night and i will feel so tired just because i feel like i didn't i didn't fully wake up yet because i had such a deep slumber um that's when we get into some issues because it's a bit hard to be still trying to wake up while people are trying to teach you stuff and then i have been making myself for breakfast the yummiest little egg plates either i make a sunny side up egg or scrambled egg but i made like a little mexican egg plate where i took salsa avocado and tortilla chips and my scrambled eggs and you just like stick all of that on a little chip and eat it and it's so yummy I've I also I'm a big fan of Mexican Mexican food so it was so great because it was like I could have Mexican food for breakfast I mean technically you could have Mexican food for breakfast but like sometimes you just don't want to have a meat taco first thing when you wake up you know um and I have been trying to do a no phone challenge I started this on Sunday because I was like I don't want to be on my phone it's hurting my brain my screen time was crazy it was literally like 10 hours and i i got the idea from a youtube video where someone was reading books in place of their like social media use and i was like oh my god that's a great idea so i literally stuck my phone away for like a full 24 hours and started reading really got into my book um and it was great uh okay and then for the rest of the week i tried to like be less on my phone even though i had to be on my phone for some things that i had to do i tried to like be less on social media and 
uh, more reading my book and growing knowledge. So it was great. It went great. Um, I highly recommend anybody take a phone break. It makes the biggest difference in life. My brain feels clear, my brain feels calm, I feel like a human again, and it gave me a chance to read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which gave me a chance to do this podcast episode. So really, in the long run, being off your phone just like helps your productivity and like your life in general. So, either way, honestly, okay, if anyone's gonna take anything from this episode, it doesn't even have to be read the seven husbands of evelyn hugo it can be just go off your phone for at least a day and do something else it doesn't even have to be reading that's that's my little weekly advice because we get so wrapped up on our phones and it hurts your brain so much it hurts my brain so much it hurts my well-being so much so that's my little recommendation of the week all right If you made it to the end of this podcast episode, I would just like to thank you so much. And I'd also like to say that you can comment a yellow heart either on the little commenting section on Spotify or you can go over to the corresponding Instagram post. And on that note, um, the podcast Instagram is at Unraveled Thoughts Pod. The reason why you should go on there is because I give you guys lots of information on episodes, if an episode is going to be late, what's going on, I ask you guys questions, you can really get involved in our little family that we've got going on here. Um, And my personal Instagram is at hannahgoldberg199. I did just come out with a single Golden Girl, so you can go listen to that on Spotify. And I already have a single out from this past year called November. Um, I will be doing this book club little thing now every, like, six episodes, because this is the sixth episode. So the next book club episode that we will have is going to be on the 12th episode of unraveled thoughts um and yeah that's pretty much it for today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for letting me chew your ear off because i know that i did um and yeah thanks for unraveling